0: I want to take a quick second to promote a business that's a friend of the podcast and also a person who runs it is a friend of mine, and that is Sick Little Creations. So you can find it on Redbubble. There's amazing uh, stuff on there. You can find artwork, stickers, um, some clothing, a bunch of other stuff. Find it on redbubble.com. You can also uh, find more of her work at Pinterest, be sure to check that out. It's really amazing work. So any, at any time you have, you need know, to get a gift for someone, like I know we're, you likely just missed Mother's Day, but still you do have, you do a Father's Day coming up. There's still birthdays. There are a variety of other holidays, so you can go for it. So definitely be sure to check that out. And that's Sick Little Creations, and you can find that on Redbubble, and also be sure to follow her on Pinterest as well. Hi, everybody. This is Matt Kirby. Welcome to an emergency episode of Groupie and Harmony, the podcast all about music. I know that this is just what you're hoping for, uh, me just rambling on even more related to music, since with Grammy week, you've gotten so many episodes from me, but this one, there is a reason that I had to, I felt like I had to do an emergency podcast. A couple days ago, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced their nominees Uh, they were announced on February 1st. I'm recording this on the 3rd. I expect it'll be released on the 4th, but, um, I did just want to do an episode to discuss the nominees, um, because as a music podcast, that feels appropriate for me to do. Um, so first off, my typical shameless plug that you've heard so many times during Grammy Week, like the Facebook page for Groupie and Harmony. You get any updates about, uh, the, this podcast, as well as the blog Feeling Groupie. Um and then also like the Facebook page for Is Baller trademarked yet, which is my basketball blog. So be sure to check both of those out and like both of those. Now, um, the Grammy nominees. So, uh, the nominees for this year. Actually, before I get into the nominees, uh, typically it's um the nominee in order to be eligible, your first release has to have been twenty at least twenty five years prior to the to the year they're considering. Now, in the past few years, what they've done is even though they're the "quote unquote" twenty twenty three nominees, it was artists that would be eligible in twenty twenty two. So their first release is in nineteen ninety seven, they appear to have shifted that this year, and I'll get to why in just a, and why I think that in just a second. So the nominees for this one, a th- a fewer nominees than normal. Usually they'll release they have fifteen to eighteen nominees. This year they have fourteen. The nominees are. A Tribe Called Quest, Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Iron Maiden, Joy Division slash New Order, they're nominated as a joint nominee, Cindy Lauper, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, The Spinners, The White Stripes, and Warren Zevon. Now, there are three things that for me really stood out to me initially. First off, the one that probably no one cared about, The White Stripes Are Eligible? And here's the thing, so, re- and I don't remember when it was, but uh, sometime, probably a, f- God, I don't, I'm going to pull it up now, maybe a month ago, two months ago, Um. already two months ago now, I uh did my annual post, which is the what I call the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame freshmen, the people who are eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the first time. I didn't have the White Stripes on there, and the reason that I didn't was because, based on the way they've been doing it the last few years, they weren't supposed to be eligible. The Rock and Roll, I mean, the White Stripes' first release was in 1998, which, when which they released a single. Now, that is obviously after the 1997 cutoff that I assumed they would use. In that situation, then, that means that they were also considering artists in 1998, that had their first release in 1998 as well, which is an interesting twist. So then, that means that Missy Elliott, who had her first release in nineteen ninety seven, and White Stripes, who had their first release in nineteen ninety eight, would be both eligible. And now, that means that there is a bunch of artists then who, if you're considering nineteen ninety eight as well, who would have been eligible but weren't considered. In particular, that would mean that, um, that would mean that now Coldplay and Lauren Hill wouldn't have been nominated despite now being eligible. Now, admittedly, if you were to tell me that uh only one of those one of the three of white stripes, Coldplay and Lauren Hill would be nominated, I would have bet White Stripes there. Um so but I think it's more so the surprise that the White Stripes were declared eligible. Um the second notable thing, um this one I mean, it was more just a little bit of a chuckle. Willie Nelson nominated. Um, I mean, I personally would not consider him rock music. Um, I, even if you look at his Wikipedia page, the nom—I mean, the genres that are listed for for him don't include rock. They include country, blues, jazz, and gospel. And I think though that um, what we can really say in response to that is that once Dolly Parton was nominated and got in, that probably opens up the door for country several country artists who aren't really rock artists they had crossover success into pop music or were influential on some artists for rock music but still aren't rock artists so i think that's an interesting twist there to see that Uh, and the third notable thing that i noticed was that uh joy division and new order were nominated as one group now this isn't the first time that this has happened um, in particular, two times off the top of my head, um, I think that um, for the Young Rascals. Yeah, so for the. In 1997, they nominated. They included the Rascals and the Young Rascals as one group. Although at the same time, I do consider them to be one group. They just sometimes use the name the Young Rascals and sometimes use the name the Rascals. The more notable. Situation, and I mean, also, you could say, well, they included Parliament Funkadelic as, as one, but I mean, that one also kind of that. While they did have certain releases that were Parliament, they did have certain releases that were Funkadelic, they did, uh, have, th- um, they still did have a bunch of releases as Parliament Funkadelic. Um, the other notable one, in my opinion, in that case would be, um, the small faces slash faces, which were two different bands. And, uh, in particular, I would even say that they, well, there were similarities stylistically. Um, they, uh, um, they still were a bit, they still were a bit different in that, uh, in that regard, um, on the other hand, uh, Joy Division and, uh, and New Order as one nomination is interesting, I wouldn't have done that personally, because stylistically, I mean, because the reason that they did that was because, um, the mem- the main members of New Order, in particular, the, um, um, the founding members, were, uh, the group was founded after uh, Ian Curtis, the frontman of Joy Division, uh, had uh, passed away after he committed suicide. Um, they uh, they and uh, the remaining members ended up regrouping to form New Order. The thing is, stylistically, well, there is. I guess you could argue there's a little bit of stylistic overlap. Joy Division, I would group more with post punk. New Order, I would group more with, like, synth pop, maybe uh, it's a more electronic focus, um, so I think that's interesting that, uh, that they did it that way, I mean, I'm not gonna complain too much, cause, I mean, I've been saying for a while that, uh, Joy Division's a no-brainer to be nominated, um, I guess if that's what it takes to get Joy Division nominated, but still, I just found that one weird, um, now, this one's also an interesting one because uh, looking at this one, I had um, – because I um, actually – because some um, uh, perennial guests, my sister Megan, and then um, our guests uh, discussing sound and sound episode, uh, Tyler, because um, we, we have a, group t- a separate group text. And we were talking – because um, I shared a link to the nominees, and they were – I mean, they were all – they were – both of them were saying something that I agreed with there really isn't, like, a bad nominee in this class. Because, I mean, there's certain ones where you're, like, where you might be, like, well, is the case as strong as some of the other ones? Like, I mean, for instance, the two that I would say, it's, like, where you sit there and be, like, is the case as strong? Like, for instance, where Warren Zevon or Cheryl Crow, but even there, I'm, like, that I'm saying that, is the case comp- as strong compared to the other ones? I think any of these artists have a case, which doesn't always happen. Uh, last year, it did happen where I said every artist had a case, um, but in this in this situation, I mean, I know a couple. The last time that happened, I think was uh, the back-to-back years, or maybe it was three straight years. I remember when Todd Rundgren was nominated, where I didn't think he should have gotten in. Um, but anyways, um, I'll just run through each of these artists for a, discuss them for a little bit, and then after that, um, I'll because I don't have any predictions yet as to who will get in because I'm not sure yet. Um, I need to see how a couple things shake out. Um, and then I'll also say if I had to, like, if I was held at gunpoint right now and had to choose one, I had to choose who I would vote for, I'll say that, um, right now, but even then I, I'm, I'm still not sure who I, if I don't have a vote for the Rock Roll Hall fame, but if I did, I'm not sure who I would choose. Um, so we'll just go through them alphabetically the first nominee is a tribe called quest. Um, they were they, last year. They were nominated for the first time. Uh, this is their second nomination. Um, their hip hop group, uh, they, um, this, they disbanded in 2017 after, uh, after a five dog passed away. Um, but and they had like disbanded a couple of times in the past, but, uh, they are Uh, I, they're a really influential hip hop group in particular, uh, with alternative hip hop they're I would say that, um, if I were to think of any alternative hip hop group, there's a few that would come to mind, um, like acts like, uh, um, I mean, you, maybe you could say like, I would guess outcast was a bit into alternative hip hop early Kanye was, but I don't usually group him with that. De La Soul would probably be the other major one, but a Tropical Quest is probably the first one that I think of in terms of alternative hip hop. Um, so, um, and, but I mean, they, um, they, uh, they were also really important in terms of uh, maybe not. Well, they might not have been the first group to um, be to incorporate jazz into hip-hop they were pre- i would say they were the the most important ones and the most successful at it their um their production w- uh, was spot on their rapping style was uh brilliant i mean musically if they're among the smartest hip-hop groups um and i mean you look at i mean i'm looking at all their albums and and i mean there are so many albums that's like are just masterpieces um, uh, like, uh, probably the most notable one is low in theory, but then, uh, you also have, uh, several others, including, uh, Midnight Marauders, uh, their final album, which is, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. Um, their debut album, which was people's, people's instinctive travels and the paths of rhythm. I mean, all those, I mean, even like you look at albums that maybe were, on the weaker end for their, for them, like, uh, their other two albums, Beats Rhythms and Beats Rhymes in Life and the Love Movement. And even still, I mean, for most, most, uh, for a lot of hip-hop groups and artists, those ones would probably be among their masterpieces. Um, and now some of their more notable songs, uh, include, uh, Can I Kick It? Uh, Check the Rhyme. Scenario, award tour, um, electric relaxation, um, stressed out, we the people, absolute masterpiece of a song, love that one. Find a way, and bunch of others. Um, yeah, they really are such an important hip hop group. In uh, and I mean, if you're just thinking of in general hip hop groups, I've got a, I don't have a list in front of me of who I would say are the best hip hop groups. I mean, I've got to assume they'd be up there. Um, I mean, sure, you can make the case for like, Run-DMC, Public Enemy, um, I guess Beastie Boys, Outkast, some others. But, I mean, A Tribe Called Quest, I would think have got to be up there. Um, the next nominee is Kate Bush. And now, um, so recently, um, Running Up That Hill has gotten renewed attention and has been a smash hit across the world because of its appearance in stranger things but i think it should be noted that uh still she, it, her performance wasn't just that her i mean she's really important uh, a uh, singer and songwriter within especially like more art pop kind of sound really influential um a lot of especially a lot of i think her influence has really, um, been showcased in the last several years, um, as, like, there have been several pop artists who have become bigger who have either cited her as an influence or, uh, have, or, um, were a fan of her work. Um, like, for instance, uh, even, like, for instance, Coldplay, um, they... They were a big fan of their work, and then even like some, some other, uh, some other artists like Saint Vincent, um, Big Boy, Broadcast, Elton John, Alanis Morissette, Sinead O'Connor, Bjork, Cher, even um, Courtney Love, s- several, several others. I mean, realistically, if I were to, um, s- if I were to. Um, hard to sit here and uh, try to tell um try to do that then um yeah um and I mean in terms of the and in in the UK um she uh she's much bigger in the UK than she is in the US and uh there is precedent for having for an act that was much bigger in the UK than in the US ending up getting inducted um t-rex recently they're in the u.s they're a one-hit wonder in the uk they've had they've had several hits and i mean you look at um and i mean running up that hill is her only hit in the u.s but i mean still uh, first off i mean her debut single wuthering heights critical acclaimed single hit number one in the uk and several other countries um and is really a really important song especially in like pop music art pop music rock music um, but she's had several other, uh, top hits, um, incl uh, maybe not top, t- uh, number one hits, but top 10 hits in the UK and massive songs, including Babushka, the man with the man with the child in his eyes. Um, they running up that hill. Um, don't give up King of the mountain. a bunch of others. So, um, and I mean, I- I'll be honest, I've, long been in the camp that she 100% should be nominated. And I, the fact that she had had this resurgence with uh, running up the hill does, it, I, it does make me so happy for her. Cause she is such a talented musician who I think has long been in the U S been criminally, cr- criminally underrated. So I'm really excited that now she's, I think she's starting to get um some more attention Especially because she's such a talented and influential musician that she deserves so much. Um, next one up is Sheryl Crow. Um, I think that um, uh, so she's crossed over in a bunch of different genres. Um, rock, pop, country, folk. Some blues even. Um, but she's had a lot of uh, acclaimed and popular albums. Um, her and songs, her debut album uh, "Tuesday Night Music Club" was a really big hit. Um, she, um, she's had. So, uh, it was like there was a run where it was from her debut album outside of a, outside of her Christmas album "Home for Christmas," um, up through "Feels Like Home." All of her albums hit top ten, um, and she's had several big hit singles including uh, All I Want to Do, Strong Enough, um, uh, Soak Up the Sun, Every Day is a Winding Road, If It Makes You Happy. Um, she was featured in the song Picture by Kid Rock. Um, and... uh. uh yeah she's had a bunch of big hits otherwise uh, the first cup cut is the deepest also um, which was a cover song, but uh my favorite mistake. Um, but yeah, I think that um, I think one big thing in terms of her influence is that I do think that even though she um, she didn't necessarily uh stick with solely rock and she did branch out into a bunch of different genres. I think that one big thing in particular for her is that she was important in really uh in really uh legitimizing the idea of a of a female rock artist and um and I mean I know there are like notable rock artists that uh, pri- uh that were big prior to her emergence uh like for instance Joan Jett in particular is one of the more notable ones, uh, Stevie Nicks, another one. But I think that, especially in terms of the '90s, where um, you, uh, where it was getting to a point where, uh, in the '90s, because uh, what well, even while uh, you did have grunge music, which did have some female stars, and uh, to a lesser extent, Riot Girl in punk music that had some popularity, but not a ton. Um, later on in that decade, you started to have, uh, um, like new metal, which really was exploded, which really was more and post-grunge a bit too, which really was more in terms of the performers male dominated. Um, so I think that in particular Cheryl Crow really was important in still being like, Hey, a woman can still be a successful and popular star in rock music still. So I think that, I so I think in that regard, I think that uh, it makes sense in that regard. Um, and now uh, next uh, next nominee, Missy Elliott. Uh, and she is, I mean, there's a lot of people in media outlets that consider her the queen of rap. And I do think that if you were to make a list of most important, Important female rappers, female rap stars. If she's not at the top of the list, she's right up there. I think she really it was important in um legitimizing the idea of a of not just someone being a female rapper, a female hip hop star. Which I mean, there she wasn't the first one; like Salt and came before, but still. Um, I think that for her, it was still more like, it's not just like, oh, a female rapper. She got enough acclaim that it did seem to be like just a rapper after a while. And that's even while, uh, um, while being, uh, like someone who still did include, uh, like things like feminism, gender equality, sex positivity, um, in her songs. So, um, some of her, uh, Notable songs include uh um, Get Your Freak On, Work It, Hot Boys, Lose Control. Um a little bit later one was WTF Where They From? Uh It to Me. Um she also did feature in was featured in a bunch of top 10 hits as well. Um So uh yeah, I think that um in this case, also, I think that because I wondered a few years ago how, like, maybe like five, ten years ago, how she would fare. But now I like, but now I'm like, there is a le- seriously an extreme legitimate case for her because I think that, especially, there are a lot of rappers and artists as a whole that are big now who cite her as an influence, and not just uh and not just female rappers, like, I mean, of course, you do have, like, artists like Solange Knowles, Cardi B, Lizzo, M.I.A., um, Janelle Monae, Sarah who, Doja Cat, who have cited her as an influence, but then, like, I mean, title of the creator, Lil Wayne, um, A$AP Ferg, for instance, they have also cited her as an influence, so, um, yeah, I mean, also, I didn't mention some albums that she had that were notable. Um, Super Duper Fly was um, one of the top albums of the 90s. Um, and then she also had, like, Under Construction, which was a, a really important album in the 2000s. Uh, Missy, So uh, so Addictive, uh, The Real World. All of them, those albums received critical acclaim. I think Disney Not Test also did, too. Uh, yeah, it got pretty good reviews, also. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, even, like, you have, like, an album, like, The Cookbook, her most recent studio album, which, even you look at that one, and it's, like, that one is pr- probably, like, the, if you could say worst album with her stuff, that would be the one that a lot of people probably would say at the bottom of her catalog, and even still, like, for most rappers, or hip-hop artists, and arts as a whole, there are a lot of artists where that would be the top album. So, yeah, I think that... With her, there is a serious, I think in recent years, just because of so many um, artists that have grown in popularity, that have become popular, that cited her as an influence, I think her case just continues to grow. Um, next up is Iron Maiden. Uh, look, if at I don't want to spoil this too much because at some point, I have no idea when I'm going to do this, but at some point I've always wanted to do like a top metal artist's. And I mean, but look, I think for most people, they would be in the top three, along um, with Black Sabbath and Metallica. Um, f- for me, as a slight spoiler for whenever I do this, that top that top list, they you might find them in the top two actually. Um, yeah, they're really important in metal music, really influential in a lot of. Uh, a lot of different genres within metal music, uh, and rock music as a whole, but in terms of, with metal music, I mean, they, uh, they're really important in, uh, um, they've been influential with, like, thrash metal, progressive metal, speed metal, um, a little bit power metal also. Um, uh, I, and, um, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, so many rock artists, not even Justin Mill, have, uh, cited them as an influence, um, including several rock and roll Hall of Famers, um, Paul Stanley from Kiss, um, excuse me, Johnny Cash, even, um, I mean, uh, like several others, as well, um, and then I mean, across genre, and I mean, even like, and there are some other ones. Even like, for instance, Lady Gaga has cited them as an influence. Um, Muse has. Um, there, there are just so many people that have cited them as an influence. Um, what I will say with them is that. The one downside with them is that metal artists do not tend to fare well with inductions. Even, like, the last few years you had, um, Judas Priest, who, the reason they got in was because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame threw them in, um, their, uh, oh, I can't remember what the name of it, like, Excellence in perf- Excellence in Music, whatever it's called, Music ac- Award in Musical Excellence, I think is what it's called, um, after they didn't get inducted. Iron Maiden was the only metal act that was nominated the last time they were nominated, and, and they didn't get in. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're... I mean, they're the biggest name in hard One of the biggest names in hard rock metal right now, even still. Um, they're like... They have so many notable albums uh, in rock music, and, um, in, uh, including uh, Number of the Beast, power slave peace of mind uh seventh son of the seventh son um sev- several others um final frontier also even uh got like some good reviews as well um brave new world also um but yeah i th- I think that in and their self-titled debut also i mean they they just have so many different release different releases and them as a whole are just so influential and also if they're looking for someone who uh can put on a can put on a show at for the performance i've never seen them live but i have heard amazing things about them and while they haven't had any like really big hits in the u.s they've had a ton of big hits in the uk um and a lot of times, that a lot of times it seems like that the rock and, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voters that counts for their popularity in, in terms of if they're looking for popularity, that's that's they count it. It seems like um, the next artist is the Joy Division slash New Order joint nomination. Um, I think it's a bit unusual that they did that. I can't say I'm. Who's shocked that they did that? Um, probably wouldn't surprise me if they were like, Oh, let's nominate New Order. Well, it looked bad if we didn't nominate Joy Division first and then just did that. Um, Joy Division didn't really have much popularity in the US, but uh, they really didn't gain an- any attention in the US until after they broke up after Ian Curtis, their lead vocalist, committed suicide. But, um, really important post punk group. Um, influential in gothic rock as well among the more influential acts in alternative music um in particular two rock and roll hall of fame artists who have cited them as an influence while being performing around the same time coming a tiny bit later than them the cure and you two um and then i mean you also had um Soundgarden, who is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee this year, also citing them um, as one. Um, Really, and one of the more important alternative bands, especially prior to the 80s, potentially among the, maybe even the most uh, important alternative band. Um, I mean, in terms of their songs, I mean, probably the most known one is uh, Level Terrace Apart. In the US, but then also, uh, she's lost control, atmosphere, uh, transmission, um, also. There's a few other ones, um, but as they released two studio albums, um, Unknown Pleasures, um, and, uh, Closer. Both of them critically acclaimed, incredibly important albums, um, met, like, Essential albums in uh, post-punk, and um, if you want to to include them as uh, if you want to include them in alternative, though they were a tiny bit before alternative really set the stage, then alternative music as well. They're a really important band, um, and I mean I'm thrilled that they're at least nominated. As for New Order, um, they uh, some of the mem- uh, the f- remaining members. Of the group found, uh, let's think it was all the remaining. Yeah, each of the remaining members had, uh, found, uh, founded New Order. Um, they're more on the electronic side. Um, but they also were another one that, um, they've they did have actually more commercial success. But, uh, they were really important in terms of blending, uh, um, alternative music, especially post punk. With electronic music. Um, There are multiple people that consider them the first alternative dance group. um, And uh, they've influenced uh, uh, both electronic music and rock music. As well as some pop artists. um, And uh, um, really are... uh, um, and also just seem to be beloved by a, um uh just seem to be beloved a lot um and now in terms of their individual uh, releases they've had a bunch of uh influential albums uh Power Corruption Lies probably the album I think of with them uh that one in particular featured, uh, um, in at least the American version, the U.S. version, uh, featured, uh, Blue Monday, um, um, but then they had, like, a bunch of other ones. Technique, uh, was a really good album by them, uh, Republican was a bit mixed, but it got a lot of attention, Mo- their debut album, Mo- Movement, was also another one that, uh, got praise. Um, and then, uh, in terms of their singles, um, so for the U S they had two top 40 hits, which was true faith. And, uh, what was the other one? I just had it. Oh yeah. Regret. Um, but blue Monday is probably the most notable song. Um, but they also had a bunch of other ones that were well-known, um, age of consent, bizarre love triangle, um, round and round, uh, world in motion. Crystal. Ceremony procession. Um. Confusion. Some uh, thieves like us. bunch of other ones. Um. Yeah, they uh. They have. Yeah, they've uh they've had a lot of commercial success. They've had a critical success as well. Um, I do find it interesting for, as, uh, that they were grouped in together as the two though. Um, next nominee, Cindy Lauper, um, huge in pop music and, uh, she's had, uh, she, I mean, she's a well-known name and, uh, really influential a lot across a lot of artists um there especially there are several artists now that uh um that did cite her as an influence and especially as uh as like a new wave became pretty popular um she really did help shape the fact that um um about the of what women in new and women in rock music could be as because of her presence in New Age. Um, in particular, her debut album, She's uh, she's So Unusual, um, well-regarded album, uh, multiple hit songs, including uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Time After Time. Um, and then, uh, she's, I mean, she's had a bunch of other albums that were popular. True Colors is probably her next most popular one. Um, and then in terms of her song, um, just, she had four top ten songs from her debut album. Uh, Time After Time hit number one. Girls Just Want to Have Fun hit number two. I always thought it hit number one. Um, Shebop and uh, All Through the Night. Um, she also had, later had a number one hit with True Colors. But then she also had success with uh, some of the songs that were popular, including Change of the Heart, uh, The Goonies Are Good Enough, from the Goonies soundtrack, <laughs> um, I Drove All Night, And she also had, uh, some other songs that were, uh, that were also popular. Um, yeah, I think that, um, I think that as artists, um, like, uh, like Lady Gaga, um, Kim Petrus, uh, Tegan and Sarah, Katy Perry, and some others did, uh, um, do, did cite her as an influence, then I think that that makes sense. And I think it is interesting. Cause like, um, because I mean, at the time that she was doing what she was doing, it really was the op, it seemed to be the opposite of, uh, like what artists like Madonna were doing or like even Joan Jett were doing. So all of them were at the same time, which is really interesting. Uh, with that, uh, that she still was, uh, she was doing that, and still was such a success, and still, it, she still is influential to this day. Um, next artist is George Michael. Um, this was interesting. I didn't know whether they would. Uh, they, w- I figured at some point. George Michael would be nominated. I don't think Wham had ever been nominated, but I might be wrong. Um, I'm going to check, but I... um, No, Wham never was nominated. I didn't know whether George Michael or Wham would be nominated first. I figured that... um, Because, yeah, this is his first nomination. Um, Yeah, so... uh, He had an immensely successful solo career. um, Also was successful by wham with wham. Um, uh, I, in turn, I mean, there, I, as he was well-regarded performer, um, in terms of his solo career, uh, if I, if you were to tell me, I had to think of one album by him in particular, his day solo debut album, faith, um, Critical acclaim, massive commercial success, um, really, uh, important pop album in the '80s, um, that did also branch out into several different genres as well, um, and then uh, I mean, he had so many massive hits in the U.S. Uh, "Careless Whispers" is probably his most known one. But then, I mean, just his, just reading off his number one hits, um, "Careless Whispers, um, I Knew You Were Waiting, uh, Faith, Father Figure, One More Try, Monkey, which those four are, all were released, or on the album Faith, uh, Praying for Time, uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, and, yeah, I mean, just those alone. That's a lot. And he even had more in the UK. So, um... Yeah, he was immensely popular, immensely successful, um, and I think as a performer and also, um, is well-regarded as a performer and also as a gay archon as well, um, so, yeah, I mean, that, uh, one of the best-selling artists of all time as well, um, yeah, that, that's not too shocking of a nominee, of a nomination there, um, the next nomination is probably the one that most the most people were thrown off by, and I imagine most people are complaining against, and that's Willie Nelson. Um, really important. Look, he's a really important country artist, really influential in the genre. Um, and he was he has had influence in uh, not just country, but has also been influential in uh, other genres like rock and pop. Um, the, I do think that it is worth bringing up, I mean, is a country artist who really wasn't a rock artist, should they, are they rock? And, I mean, in the past, I have said that if an artist is, uh, if the Rock and Hall of Fame does determine that they're a rock artist, then they should be considered. But, I mean, and, and, I mean, look, I think that, and, I mean, I was considering that with, like, electronic music, for instance, or rap hip-hop, but, I mean, especially with rap hip-hop a lot of uh the influence of the genre did stem from like genre- genres where artists had already been inducted um electronic while uh while i would say no to classical more because cla- electronic music did stem from classical music uh while i would say like more classical composers who emerged into rock music i would say no I mean electronic music i would say no like even like as much as I respect Wendy Carlos, for instance, I would say, I would say that she shouldn't be nominated for the rock and roll hall of fame as a rock artist, uh, just because she more grouped in with classical music. Um, I think that's still, especially modern rock music. I think it's, it's pass. I mean, modern electronic music, it's passable enough to be grouped in with rock music. Um, same thing with like modern pop music, but country is a little bit different. Cause I mean, it, Unless it's like a country rock artist, I wouldn't consider Willie Nelson country rock. That said, um, he does have a lot of ma- uh He's at. I mean, he has quite the prolific uh, discography. Um, he it's to the point. He pretty much re- still releases at least one album a year, which is absurd. He's eighty. turning ninety this year, and he's still doing that. Um, he's one of the more recognizable country artists in the history of country. Um, he has several uh, songs that he was, that were hits. Um, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain was his first crossover song on the U.S. charts. It was actually also his first uh, singles hit number one in the country charts. Um, some other crossover hits he had, um, On the Road Again was a massive one. Always On My Mind was probably his most notable one. Uh, Let It Be Me was another big one, um, and then, uh, he had several, several, several country, uh, cu- uh, country hits, um, especially across the 70s and into the 80s was one of the biggest, con- probably the most popular country artists, if not the most, one of the most popular country artists, um, I think it's really interesting to see. When it would surprise me gets in, I just think that there will still be the debate of, is he rock? Um, next up is rage against the machine. Um, this one's interesting cause they consistently are nominated and, uh, it, consistently is controversy because first off, there are a lot of people who, while there are a lot of people who praise them and, uh, think that they are incredibly influential. Um, I being one of them, uh, there are a lot of people who just don't like them. And I think because they are so politically outspoken, um, there are a lot of people that aren't a fan of that, um, especially people that don't agree with their left-wing politics and socialist politics, um, but, uh, the, the other big controversy related to them is one that probably most people don't care about, but a lot of, um, people who do care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame do, is that uh, their guitarist, Tom Morello, has been on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominating committee for a bunch of years. Um, And even still, while he's been been on the nominating committee, they keep nominating them. Um, That should be a red flag and a bit of a conflict of interest. Um, But that said... um, They're really, in in terms of musical impact, um, they were really influential in, uh, in, uh, merging rap and metal, and then also funk metal were really, among the more important funk metal groups. Um, they, uh, they were also, uh, really influential in, uh, Bringing politics into heavier music, especially because um, a lot of subgenres of metal music, in particular, tend to be more. Uh, a lot of the there are a lot of artists that tend to be, if they are political, often tend to be more right wing. So that's really interesting there. um And then in terms of their albums, they released four albums. I honestly don't even consider their last album to be an album, a studio album of theirs, which uh Renegades. That was a cover album that basically caused the band to break up. Um, but their self-titled debut album, really important music in rock out and rock history, really influential album. Um, their third album, Battle of Los Angeles, um, another one that's an all-time great album. I would even argue that that album is more important, uh, than, uh, um, than their self-titled debut album, even. I think it's a better album, even, which is crazy. Um, to a lesser extent, uh Evil Evil Empire is also uh was also a really important uh, so, uh an album. And then in terms of their songs, uh Killing in the Name is pro- uh would probably be their most notable one. Um but then also they have a bunch of other ones that were notable, including Bulls on in Parade, uh Bullet in the Head, Freedom, Bomb Track, uh Vietnam, Guerrilla Radio. Sleep Now the Fire, Testify, um, People of the Sun, um, No Shelter, S- uh, Down Radio, a um, bunch of other songs too. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this one. Um, I figure at some point they'll get in. I just don't know if it'll be this year. Um, next artist is Soundgarden. Uh, they, it's interesting. So, um, not too many artists associated with grunge music have gotten in. The the artists I would say are the, um, well, if you call them the big three in terms of Seattle grunge music, um, even though, um, with, I would say that it should be big four because Alice in Chains should be in there. Um, but in terms of the other, like the, the two, two other notable, the two more notable, probably the two most notable Grunge jacks in Nirvana and Pearl Jam, got it no problem. Alice in Chains, they haven't been nominated yet. I think that will be a little while before they get considered, um, if they do. Uh, Soundgarden has been nominated before. I don't know if this is their second or third nomination off the top of my head, but, uh, yeah, they're really important in, uh, not only grunge music, but as a whole music, independent music in Seattle. Um, the explosion of the, of the label, uh, sound pop, or I'm sorry, sub pop rather, uh, really has to be associated with them since, uh, um, I mean, that's where, uh, um, they, uh, cause they were associated with the label early on um and uh they and um they've had several releases that and I mean they were also just really influential not only in grunge music but also alternative music um I mean you still they'll have they have tons of songs that are that will get a radio airplay they were influential in uh development of alternative metal as well um even bands outside the um the grunge and alternative genres have cited them as an influence and they um they were uh i mean th- while su- uh, they were there are so su- they were heavier than some of the other popular grunge acts um i mean in terms of their albums uh probably the most notable one is either su- probably super unknown is their most notable one although bad motor finger is probably up there as well and but then they also have some other uh well-known and well-regarded ones, um, including, uh, well, it wasn't as positive as some of their previous ones, Down to the Upside, um, and then also, uh, their debut album, Ultra Mega Okay, um, and then, uh, their second album, Louder Than Love, also, um, those are all known, and then even, um, when they, their one album after the, their breakup, their breakup, up, um, King animal was also a notable one. Um, and in terms of their singles, their most known song is black hole sun, but, uh, then in terms of some, um, some of their other bi- uh, big songs, uh, they include, uh, uh spoon man, um, rusty, Ca- uh, rusty cage, um, outshined, pretty noose burning my hand uh, burning my hand was a pretty big one actually um, blow up the outside world um, um, my I, I think I skipped my wave my wave also the day I tried to live a um, lot of songs that were massive in rock music when they were released Jesus Christ pose also I didn't mention that one um, man, to a lesser extent hands all over that one did get some attention in the UK though. Um, and then even, um, when they did reunite, um, black rain was, uh, was a notable one. Um, lived to rise, um, been away too long. Um, yeah, they're just they're They are a really important band. I think that I could see them not getting in just because of, uh, the number of acts that are also included in here. Um, but they are a really important band in alternative music in particular. Um, the next act is The Spinners. Um, so they're an uh, they're m- R&B vocal group. Um, they uh, have had a bunch of big hits uh, throughout the years. They started in the 50s, and like 70s were really their prime, though. Um, their most notable song was the uh, number one hit, Then Came You. Um, which Dan Warwick uh had featured in, but the, um, but then they also had a bunch of other top ten hits and big hits, uh, including uh, the Rubber Band Man, um, could I be falling in love, uh, games people play, um, working my way back to you, uh, cover of Cupid, um, I'll be around, uh. At- Ivy actually might even be a bigger one than, uh, it might be more well more well-known than, uh, um, <laughs> out of their ones, actually, um, uh, it's a shame, uh, one of a kind, a bunch of other songs, um, but, yeah, the, um, and I think that, uh, while they aren't, uh, and um, I, and um, I think that they aren't necessarily like the most known R&B group in that era. And I think that's an unfortunate thing for them is that especially in like the 50s and 60s, they had the I mean, really, they were just competing against a lot of massive acts. But then they were one that leaked into the 70s where a lot of these ki- uh, these uh, kind of groups didn't. Um, so I think that that is so I think that that just their prolonged uh, um, success really uh, is something that's interesting to watch. Um, and they and while it's not the original members because they formed in 1954, um, they still do tour today. Um, uh, actually um, one of the members actually might be an original member. Um. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, Henry Fambro is the, <laughs> is one of the original members, and he's still with them. Uh. Wow. That's wild. Um. But yeah. So. Um. But I mean, they have received praise as a vocal group, and have had several, uh, several hits. And there there are several uh R and B vocal groups that have gotten into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in history. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be something that would be a shock for them to get in in just stylistically. Um. Because they've they have so, uh, they have so many, uh, there are so many that have gotten in, um, next up the, we're, uh, we're almost there, we've got the White Stripes now, um, really important in, um, in, like, more alternative, in alternative music, um, and in particular, uh, for, uh, uh, like, I guess, blues rock and alternative music and uh, Garage Rock Revival, they were really important in, uh, but, in both those, there are a lot of alternative acts that do that do uh, find them to be influential, and uh, Jack White in particular has been absolutely praised as uh, as a musician and guitarist in particular. Um, their albums, I mean, each of them, but each of them have gotten at the minimum positive reviews. Most of them have gotten like acclaimed. Um, Their most known album would have to be Elephant. Um, that one was i i want feel safe calling it a masterpiece of an album um uh, but then some other notable ones um realistically all their albums but uh white blood cells um get behind me satan um they still um uh, and then icky thump to a little bit lesser extent and also their solo debut album to a lesser extent um, I mean, even uh, I mean, even like uh, their live album uh, um, what's it called? Um, oh yeah, under under great white northern lights was a which was um, stemming from a documentary of the same name was also uh another notable was also notable. And in terms of their individual singles, their most known so so actually they only they so they have one top forty hit. And it wasn't the one you'd expect. Um, it was Zicky Thump. Um, but their most known one is, uh, Seven, song is Seven Nation Army. Um, they also have several other notable songs, including, uh, Fall in Love with a Girl, um, Blue Orchid. Um, I can, um, what's the name of the song? Um, I can't think of the name of it, but I can tell we're going to be friends. Oh, we're going to be friends is the name of it. Um. Uh, Lafayette blues. Let's shake hands. Um. Uh, my doorbell. Uh, conquista. Several others. Um. Yeah, I think that the probably the biggest surprise though with them getting nominated was not this fact that they were nom- not the fact that 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 they were nominated when I felt like they should have, is more so the fact that they were nominated when uh I didn't think they'd be eligible. So that's really the biggest thing with them, um. And lastly, Warren Zevon, um, because one thing that you can count on is them induct is them nominating a '60s rock artist. Um, I say that half-heartedly, but uh, I mean half-jokingly. But really, he uh, did have I mean pr- he did have several songs that were popular. Uh, his most known one, a song, would be um, actually. Humorously enough, a comedy rock song, even though he wasn't a comedy rock artist, and that would be "Werewolves in London." Um, and then, uh, but really, he uh, he did have several pit songs, several songs that were well known. Just um, two other probably most famous ones um, would be Lawyer's Guns of Money" and "Rolling the Headless Thompson Gunner." Um, uh, and he also wrote a bunch of songs, um, uh, he, it, I think he is really, um, well, um, he really is at this point just well-regarded, I think even more so as a songwriter even than as a, as a music, as a musician even, um, but, uh, I think that the, he, while he wasn't as anywhere near as popular as a lot of the artists there he did receive a lot of acclaim and there were people who uh did find him uh um who really did cite him as an influence and he really did receive praise as a songwriter i think that especially with his songwriting if he doesn't get in i think that he is someone who does make sense as uh as an artist who uh um. Uh, who uh would get in for the award um award for musical excellence? And I do want to make a correction. I said in the '60s, his prime was more of the '70s. Um, so yeah, those are the nominees. Um. Now, in terms of who I think would get in, I don't know. I need to wait a little bit before I can uh definitively say who I think would get in, Um, but in terms of one that I think are possible, uh, right off the top of my head right now, I could see Cindy Lauber getting in, Um, White Stripes I would expect getting in, I could see Willie Nelson getting in, Um, George Michael wouldn't surprise me, Kate Bush, given recent years, wouldn't surprise me, Sheryl Crow wouldn't surprise me, Missy Elliott wouldn't surprise me too much, Um, I could even see Travical Quest sneaking in, I'm not sure about Iron Maiden. I feel like it should, I feel like it seems too logical to not have them in, but I could also see them not getting in. Um, I'm not sure if either Rage Against the Machine or Soundgarden gets in. Um, I could see the Spinners sneaking in. Warren Zevon, I think, is one a sneaky one to watch. Also, um, in terms of if I had a vote, who would I vote for? Um, that's really tough. Uh, I would have to think a lot about that. But um, if uh, I mean, again, if, like, you were to, for instance, like, just, like, hold a gun up to my head and be like, who would you vote for? Um, I mean, it's tough because, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, the ones that I would say be, like, warrant serious, serious, serious consideration compared to the others include A Tribe Quest, Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, Iron Maiden, Do Division at Vision slash New Order, City Lauper, um, I'm going to leave out Willie Nelson, even though I guess you could make the case with his influence in country music, even though... I didn't think I don't think his influence in rock music was as much. Um, Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, and White Stripes. That's nine right there. And in terms of the vo- in terms of votes, you get five stars to choose. So just right off the top of my head, um Iron Maiden, A Tribe Called Quest, uh Joy Division slash New Order New Order, and Kate Bush would be definitive four right off the top of my head for me. In terms of the last spot, I mean I probably have to leave off Soundgarden and Cyndi Lauper, which especially Soundgarden pains me a bit. Um, I would say that for the last spot, it would be between, um, Missy Elliott, Rage Against the Machine, and White Stripes. And I probably, ra- I probably lean towards Rage Against the Machine, but I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one for a while. <laughs> um, but and um, the in terms of the no- uh the inductees. Those will be announced in May, so I'll do a preview one closer to it. I just need to see. There's a couple things that usually are good indicators. i will discuss at that episode. Um, I'll discuss as I see more more votes getting in, um, because like for instance that, like usually when I see like the things that are indicators, um, like that gives me a better idea like for instance i predicted the Go Go's would get in the year that they got in because i'm like well i wouldn't have predicted it when they first announced the ballot but when i saw these indicators i'm like yeah they'll probably get in um so i want to see what artists end up uh trending upwards with that before i make any predictions with that one so i know it's a long one for an emergency episode but that's the episode thank you so much for listening make sure you like the facebook page for is Baller trademarked yet and I don't know why I said that one first, because that's not what this one is for, but it's about trademarked yet. And then also group in harmony. Be sure to check out the blogs for feeling groupy and, uh, it's trademarked yet. Um, and, um, they're, I'm, I'm releasing this. I'm expecting, I, I'm recording this Friday night. I'm assuming it'll be released Saturday morning or early afternoon. Be on the lookout for, uh, another post for Grammy week, uh, which, will last Post prior to the Grammys will be one with the general category, so be on the lookout for that, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.